Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I am Donna Reese, your hostess and your uh, teacher for How I Teach broadcast. You have two ways. Let's get the housekeeping things out of the way first. You have two ways to consume How I Teach. One is to listen to it on your favorite podcast platform and follow along here with your teacher's notebook um, that, you're, that if you're watching on video, you'll see on screen. And the other way is to watch the video at YouTube or at the Lang Language Arts Lady blog. So uh, the teacher's notebook is a packet that you get with each episode, uh, regardless of how you uh, listen or watch the episode, you can get a teacher's notebook that goes along with the episode as I teach. So this has a, a lesson for you to use with your students. It has everything that I'm talking about and that I'm showing on my screen. So there are, this is episode 50. So there are 50 um, uh, teacher's notebook packets and uh, at Language Arts Lady blog. And you can get, grab those over there. You can get today's episode, but there's also a link for all 50 of them together. So summertime is the perfect time to print off all of your um, episodes, sheets, and put them in a binder and listen and learn. Um, and be ready to teach writing in the fall. So anyway, uh, we are going to move into the PowerPoint and start the slideshow. All right, so this episode of How I Teach is about the elementary level writing, uh, the elementary kiddos. So it comes from Write for a Month Fairy Tales Level 1, and uh, the levels as you'll see, if you go to my teacher's pay teacher store or the language arts lady store, they are levels one through five, Roman numerals one through five, and one is second and third grade. And then two is fourth and fifth, um, three is sixth, seventh, and eighth, four is like eighth, nine, 10, and then five is 11, 12, sometimes 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's, that's when we get into a lot more uh, long dialogues and persuasive essays and um, character analyses and things like that. So I'm excited once again, I know I'm always excited, but I'm excited to talk about writing with young children. So this uh, school year, which is ending this week for us here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, this school year, I had the privilege of teaching um, five, well, seven total um, elementary kids, second and third grade. And two of them were um, more like second grade level. And then I had uh, five more who uh, used the second and third, my second and third grade materials. And they were second, third, and fourth grade levels. And I don't always get to teach writing to them. My husband, uh, we have a private tutoring practice and we have um, college classes for homeschoolers and we have hire a teacher where you can just hire one of us just to teach a subject for your kids for the whole year. And uh, so he has a lot of elementary kids with remedial reading and so forth. But as far as writing is concerned, the second and third grade classes are the least full for me. Um, the junior high, obviously, and the high school ones are very full, but the second and third grade levels are the least full because at that level, a lot of times kids are still learning to read. And sometimes they are just, you know, writing journal entries or, um, you know, just learning to write, you know, sentences and things like that. So I was especially excited because I wanted to um, test a lot of my 
new level one products with these second and third grade students. And um, I'm, I was also excited because I absolutely love teaching. Um, well, I love teaching all levels, but I enjoy second and third grade students um, a lot. And I love to see their writing, to see them excited about their writing and so forth. So this is a level one lesson that came from Write for a Month Fairy Tales, level one. And so it is writing a paragraph from a characteristic list. So um, when you think about teaching writing to elementary kids, you think about all the different ways that you can prepare them to write, what we call pre-writing. So how can we get these students to, at these young ages, to organize their thoughts in such a way that then they are able to get the material that they have in their heads down on paper. And so I use a variety of methods and you'll see these if you get any of the 18 freebies um, or uh, if you go to Teachers Pay Teachers and see the sample uh, thumbnails and so forth that are there. But you'll see that with second and third grade and even fourth and fifth to a large extent, uh, you know, I'm doing things like, you know, a Venn diagram where the one paragraph is about the um, uh, sheep on the left and the other paragraph is about goats on the right. And then the one in the middle is goats and what goats and sheep have in common. Um, we're doing paragraph house, which I've taught on here before. I'm not sure uh, what number that is, but uh, I've done paragraph houses where the student puts, fills in four quads with four pieces of information, four quads of the house, and then he uh, or she, then he or she uses that house to write four sentences. And then they use the um, foundation for the opening and the uh, roof for the closing. Um, that was in episode number, I guess I did two of those, number seven um, and number 27. Um, and then also the, uh, of course, sentence by sentence from a given source. So that is when I give the students a paragraph and I give them very exact writing, outlining lines. And they outline from the source, from the passage that I've given them and they create an outline from it and then they write, rewrite that source in their own words. And that is actually something that is taught extensively in all grades, first through fifth, I mean, second through 12th in my tools and tricks books. Um, and then the Q&A outline, right? Where students answer questions. And I did that this year with uh, two groups and I actually taught about that in episode number 33. But I did that with a couple of groups. One was having a material uh, paragraphs about five different shifts it came from a Peter Pan uh, level one book. And it was where they had a paragraph about a clipper ship, a paragraph about, um, oh man, I cannot remember the names of the, the galleon and different ships. And then from those paragraphs, they had a sheet of questions to answer, right? And they read and they answered. So then they used those answers to create their own paragraph about the galleon or the clipper ship or whatever. Um, also like today's characteristic list where you just make a list of characteristics of anything and that can be given to them like the one I'm going to be teaching from today that can be given to them um, and, uh, or it can be a characteristic list that they make up and you write for them. Um, of course, I had the writing boxes, which I taught from in many episodes, and I used those again with um, three different levels, 
to test some new, new writing boxes. But I taught about those in episodes three and 38. And that is where each page has various boxes on it. And the students uh, take the sentence that is given and they highlight the words and they choose synonyms and they do various things in each box on the page until the, the, at the end, they have a whole new sentence that they've created from the material in the first box. Very, very helpful and very, um, very uh, loved actually by my students. I cannot believe how much they loved. I actually did that this year with um, 15 or 16 students and uh, I cannot believe how much they wanted to do it, writing boxes. I, it's very controlled and it's very scripted. So I feel like they know exactly what they're doing all the time and they, they know how to do it. And anyway, that is another um, type of pre-writing that we will do. And so in all of these pre-writing um, exercises or pre-writing um, tasks that we're going to do, they are setting the elementary level writer up with an organizational method, right? They were setting them up with a way to get thoughts, to get, to get um, their ideas, to get their facts down and to, in such a way that they can write from it, right? That they can just take whatever that pre-writing um, platform is and they can write from it more easily. And I always tell my kids that pre-writing is at all levels is, uh, you know, to get thoughts down before you write so that when you write, you already have the thoughts and you can focus on the actual writing. And I think that's especially true with elementary kids because we're asking so many skills of them at the same time, right? We're asking them to create, to think, to organize information, to then pin it, which, you know, sometimes the pinning is even a difficult task. And then um, to write in such a way that, you know, it's legible, it's readable, um, they have, you know, subjects and verbs, it makes sense and all of those kind of things. So the pre-writing elements are super important at the elementary level. And this uh, particular lesson is from a characteristic list and uh, it has paragraphs and then it has a characteristic list and then they write their own paragraphs from the characteristic list. So let's go back to the overview box. If you remember from past episodes, every single uh, level uh, a book of my uh, Write for a Month as well as Meaningful Composition, they all have overview boxes. And the overview box tells them what the whole project is. Now, this particular project can be a two-week project. And it says so at the top of the overview box. And the overview box is for the teacher, but it's also for the students. Now, at this level, you know, a lot of times they don't use it as much, but I still have them highlight and make margin notes and so forth. But definitely from fourth grade and up, they are using this overview box. They are, they, they know that the overview box tells them everything they need to know about this project. Now, I also make it clear that the overview box is not an assignment page. These, these are not their assignments. The assignments are spread throughout the books with little boxes before each one, bold fonted and so forth. And they, it's very clear which things are the assignments in my products. All right, so I just tell them, get your highlighter and let's start at the top. Roman numeral one, you are going to write at least two paragraphs uh, about two fun fairy tale characters from given notes. All right, so given notes means that I have written notes for them. I'm gonna talk about the difference between them writing notes and uh, us giving them notes uh, in just a minute. Roman numeral two, basic students will write two paragraphs from the notes. 
and um, optional extension students will write three to five. There are five sets of notes. So technically, you know, if you had a, an ambitious third grader who wanted to write more paragraphs, there are more uh, characteristic lists to use to write from, and they could really do three, four, or five paragraphs. Roman numeral three is four to six sentences in each of their paragraphs, and um, uh, extensions will write four to five in each of their three to five paragraphs. Now, um, you may have heard, if you heard my last episode, which was episode 49, um, paragraph theory, I talked a lot about how I come to the conclusion that we need to assign sentences and paragraphs and not word counts. And this is just an example of that. I will not tell any students, but especially not elementary students, that you're going to write 30, sentence, 30 words about Cinderella or 40 words about Peter Pan. Um, I will tell them that they are going to write um, four to five sentences, four or five or six sentences about each character, right? Because sentences are, are the elements that bring meaning to the writing. And of course, a paragraph is a unit of thought. Now, going back to that paragraph theory a little bit and applying this here, uh, this here, the information that's here to that um, in such a way that we see with multi-paragraph writing, any kind, and I talked about this from the very, very first episode, episode one, where I talked about um, writing the three favorites essay, you write your three favorite Peter Pan character essay, and you write, you write your three favorites of anything. I taught about that extensively, your three favorite pizza toppings, right? Your three favorite um, books, your three favorite characters, your three favorite, um, uh, um, cookies, you know, your, whatever, whatever it might be. Um, but the beauty of this right here and of also the three favorites is that students are writing multi-paragraph essays, reports, stories, whatever it might be, without even realizing that they're writing multi-paragraphs. And so, excuse me, so that is very nice because if you say you're going to write 10 or 12 sentences, um, about, you know, Peter Pan and Belle, they might right away, what do they think? I don't know what to write. I don't know how to get 10 sentences. I don't know how to get 12 sentences about Peter Pan and Belle. You know, how do I do that? And of course, we never want them to be in that situation, right? We never want them to be at that point. We always want to give them all the tools that they need to write and to write well and to make it easy for them, as easy as it can possibly be because writing is quite a chore in the second and third grade levels. So uh, instead we're gonna break it down and we're gonna say one paragraph about this and one paragraph about that. And I mean, it, in theory, you could have a third grader who uses all five uh, characteristic lists in here and literally writes a, a five paragraph essay about five fairy tale characters. Right, but they didn't even know what they were doing. They didn't even realize that they were writing a lengthy essay. And so the whole paragraph break, the whole idea that I always start with is having each paragraph be such a distinct item that there's no way that they're gonna write about Cinderella in their Peter Pan character, in their Peter Pan paragraph. There no, there's no way they're going to write about, um, you know, Snow White in their Bell paragraph. And so, it, it's just the paragraph breaks are so smooth, so seamless, so obvious, and it also takes away that whole concept of writing 
X number of words or writing 12 sentences about these two people. Instead, we're just going to chunk it down, chunk it down, chunk it down. All right, so we have a paragraphs about all of the characters that we have the characteristic list. We have some samples too, but um, uh, the samples are like beginning and then very advanced. So I also like just to have them here, get excited about the characters, read these out loud. Um, also, it helps them with words that might be difficult for them uh, by reading it together. So that's, uh, and also, you know, a really problem that is solved there is by reading it together. They are overcoming any words that they might not, that they might not know. Now, when it comes to writing in second and third grade levels, actually any level, the more familiar that your students are with the topic, the more success they will have as writers. So um, with that, I was thinking today is our last day uh, for one, one set of classes on Monday and everybody got to write their choice paper. I, they were, I, had, I have 10 um, junior high kids in um, one class altogether. And they were just over the moon excited about their choice papers. They you know, wrote more paragraphs than I even assigned. They wrote more sentences than I told them they had to. Um, they were thrilled. They were writing about their pet goose. They were writing about sharks. They were writing about uh, a dialogue between a um, um, grandfather and a grandson. Um, they were writing, um, just think about going around here. They were writing another animal besides the elephant, which we just finished the elephant paper. And they were just so excited. And the reason is because it was so easy for them because they got to choose something A, that they wanted to write about. But in most cases, they chose something that they were familiar with. They were writing about something that they were familiar with. So at the second and third grade level, the, which those kids were junior high level, but you can just see how that carries over how, you know, if they were that excited, then how much easier will it be for us to let elementary kids write about something that they're familiar with. And that's another reason why I love the Write for a Month series because they are based on, on um, fairy tales. So, you know, whether it's Little Red Riding Hood or um, uh, uh, Three Little Pigs, you know, um, Alice in Wonderland, I mean, there are just so many and they are pretty familiar to them, right? And so that's going to be another plus that they're writing from something that's super, super familiar. So we would read this together and uh, then we would have, I have, here's the instructions and you can see the homework assignments, how they are delineated there with a little diamond and then a bold font. So again, I tell them the overview box is never your assignments. Your assignments are going to be with, a, um, you know, bold writing with a diamond and a number. And then we highlight those and put sticky notes on the edges of their paper because they come to me once a week. So you do all the teaching once at one time and then they come back the next week and bring all their uh, homework. So the highlight the names of two characters one time each out of those passage. And of course you can always do more, right? And that's another thing I always tell the students that you can always do more, you just can't do less of anything that is assigned. All right, so here is a student sample of Bell. And again, this is an advanced one. You can see it has a lot of content. Here's a shorter one of Peter Pan. And it is much easier with more, um, there's still some compound sentences and some compound complex sentences, but uh, they are definitely not as um, elaborate as the one about Bell. 
So they ha we have those and we can read those. Now, how I would use these versus how I would use these passages will be based on the students. If I have students who are very advanced, I would read through and say, you know what, when you use the characteristic list for Bell, you can embellish it all you want. Look at this. And I would just, because I would know that those students are, you know, advanced writers and that I would know that if I told them, we read a sample and I told them that they could embellish it and add a lot more information besides the characteristic list, I would know that they were going to do it, right? But then on the other hand, if I had like beginning, like second grade, maybe even early third grade, or maybe, you know, not as experienced in writing, I would read this and tell them, you know, look at this. This has one, two, I'm going back to the passage now for those who are listening, one, two, three, four, five, six sentences, right? Six sentences about Belle. She was a French girl. She lived with her father. She loved books. She traveled to an enchanted castle and so forth. And I would focus their, their, um, their attention onto these simple paragraphs um, based on their level. All right. So then they're going to come here and choose their paragraphs. Basic students will um, choose two, and then extension students will choose three, four, or five. And I just go ahead and have them put a light colored X uh, with a highlighter on any boxes that they're not selecting at this time. And the reason I do that is because I tell them, don't destroy it. You might want to use it later. But for right now, I want to get it you know, away from you so you're not constantly looking through a bunch of uh, characteristic lists to find the one you're doing. So just use the yellow highlighter, put an X on the ones that you are not going to use. All right, so then here are the characteristic lists. So we read through these characteristic lists uh, for the characters and they put, like I said, the light colored Xs on the ones they're not gonna use. And then um, I have them add anything that they want, which was just in those instructions. So for Dumbo, for example, Big ears, collapses the circus tent, mistreated by clowns, people laugh at him, previously named Jumbo, leaves circus, meets friends, showed that he could, shown that he could fly, given his own train car, and then they could add some other things to that at the bottom. So once they have their two or more uh, characteristic lists selected, then, and they've added two, Cinderella, Dumbo, um, Snow White, Belle, and Peter Pan, they've added two of those, then, I have them number the information in the order that they want to put it in their paper. So they might want to say something about the physical characteristics or the background of the character or um, something like that before they tell more about the story that she was in, right? So they might want to say, you know, she's beautiful. Um, uh, you know, her father remarried, uh, you know, then go into the story a little bit more. Right, so um, that is why the numbering is really important. Now, also, when they're writing, they just come along right here and they say, okay, my number one sentence was, um, you know, that, uh, going back to a, a different one, let's go back to uh, Cinderella. My number one sentence is that she lived with stepsisters who mistreated her, okay? Then she cleans house is in my number two. Number three is she's beautiful. Number four is that she um, was visited by a fairy godmother and so forth. And then they're gonna take this information and they're going to put it in their paragraphs. All right, so again, the, the um, idea of the characteristic list that we're giving to them, as opposed to a characteristic list that they create themselves, um, there are a few things coming into play. So 
first of all, again, there's the familiarity that you see here. So that's going to be that's going to make it that much uh, simpler. But there are also, um, you know, the uh, idea that they don't have to come up with the material about Cinderella. They don't have to come up with the material about Dumbo because it's provided for them. They have to put it into sentence form, but they don't have to come up with it. So that's another plus to giving them a characteristic list. Now, uh, some ways, some pluses to giving them, to having them make a characteristic list for you or with you. And, you know, those are, that's a very advantageous way to do it as well, right? So we would say, for example, you know, I want you to write um, a list of things that you would put, you know, in a paragraph about um, pizza night on Friday nights. And maybe, you know, if they're very young, maybe you're penning for them. Um, if you're in a classroom situation, maybe you're writing things on a board and they're writing it um, in their uh, notebooks or in their in the space that you created for them to write the characteristic list, whatever it might be. Um, describing things like looking physically at something. So looking at, you know, a tree or a flower or something like that and making a characteristic list from that. And then of course, prompting them through that. But then you are, they're doing another step, right? They are doing the step of uh, creating content before they write. So that's another step, you know, that definitely can be used really well too. And the other thing is that when they make a characteristic list, they have all the information they need in front of them, but they didn't write a ton of material. They didn't write a ton of information. They just wrote the highlights and then they're going to write from that. All right, so then they're going to write their original essay and then they're going to do the checklist challenge. Now, I've tried to allot just a little bit of time left over for the checklist challenge. So they are going to put their two paragraphs or three paragraphs or more you know, all together, be sure, you know, I always want to be sure that I remind the students to write on every other line so that when they do the checklist challenge, they have the space to insert their changes. And also uh, the editor or I, um, you know, uh, can put in edits for them as well if they didn't, you know, or they type it um, on every other line also. Uh, you could also type it for them or they could write it by hand and then you could type whatever they've written if they want a nice clean typed copy. I, I, I typed and pen dictated and wrote for my kids for so many years. I just, oh my word, I just remember writing and writing and writing for them as they were developing these skills themselves. And so then once these are written, you know, they can put those together, right? With just a sentence at the beginning, which is part of the checklist challenge. Um, and then they, they have like a three paragraph essay about three fairy tale characters. All right, so a checklist challenge, we have a lot of teaching on the checklist challenge. So um, the books that teach the checklist challenge are the first semester meaningful composition, the books that teach how to write from a given source, like every page, every step of the way is on a different page and it is samples and everything are given. Uh, that is the, and then also the how to do the checklist challenge. So those are my how to projects and they are in the first, um, book of every level of meaningful composition. So um, level five, uh, seven, nine, so forth. And then they are uh, in the books called, the products called Tools and Tricks, right? From Tools and Tricks. And they are, um, at, there's a Tools and Tricks for level one, Tools and Tricks for level two, 
level three, four, and five. All right, so when it comes to the checklist challenge, it's really better if, you've, if they've had a chance to um, do the checklist challenge, uh, the how-to checklist challenge. So again, the tools and tricks, right from my tools and tricks. So because that has that you do that with your student and there is um, there are actually video teachings that's free. There's a video. There's a free checklist challenge lesson and a free video of me teaching it to your kids in the 18 freebies that you can get at Language Arts Lady blog. So but but for our purposes here, we're going to act like, you know, your student and, and you have had some experience with the checklist challenge. All right. So we're going to come here and. Uh, the first thing I'm going to do when I open the checklist challenge for any level of students, but especially for um, you know these younger kids, is I'm going to remind them that these boxes tell what levels they are, and that they, if they're basic students, they've written two paragraphs, or maybe they've written three. That's a, a third optional one. Maybe they've written four. That's a fourth, fourth, third, and fourth optional. Maybe they've written five. All right. So the first task in the checklist challenge always begins with reading their composition aloud. So they're going to read that aloud and they are going to hear errors. They're going to hear a lot more than what they would uh, if they just read it to themselves. All right, the next task is always to circle each word with a light colored highlighter. And, um, you know, I would help them do this. I would help them find action verbs, be a helper link verbs, um, which are uh, taught in my weekly review, um, my Think Fast grammar quizzes, and uh, infinitives, two plus the verb, okay? Then they're gonna go through and change one of the boring verbs to a stronger verb, and they're gonna highlight it, code it, so to speak. And um, they're gonna do each of these tasks once for each paragraph. So they're gonna add an adverb, and there are always samples, right? Here's a sample list, only practically, cheerfully, extremely, fully, totally. So if they can't think of it, or they forget what an adverb is, or they know what an adverb is, but they just can't think of anything that might work, you know, you can look through here and say, would you say, that you could use cheerfully or joyfully or happily in a paragraph about Cinderella. Okay, where could you use that, right? And then you can help them get accustomed to um, finding words to add. And then uh, add one descriptive adjective, uh, take out a banned word, use one word you never used in writing before, add a title. So if they've written about two or three, you can put you've got a friend in me, fairy tale friends, if they've written about Cinderella, Snow White, and so forth, you can write, you can do the um, three famous girls. Okay, so when they are putting their title in, I like to encourage them to put a title in that has to do with all of their paragraphs, right? So uh, they can, and again, they're bringing these paragraphs together. So they have written what felt like a simple, you know, one or a simple two paragraphs, and now they have an essay. All right, now, uh, at this level, I wouldn't have them do a completely separate um, opening paragraph. So instead, I would have them add a thesis statement to the beginning. So it could be something like um, three famous fairy tale girls um, who uh, had misfortunes, but then uh, lived a happily ever after were Belle, Snow White, and Cinderella. Okay, so they would just add that. Now, also at this level, I would just write it for them. I would say, let's put all three of your characters or let's put both of your characters that Dumbo and Peter Pan, while two very different characters were um, happy characters and two different fairy tale stories, okay? So just put that and they will tack that right on to their first paragraph. 
And um, then later on in the checklist challenge, you would see that they would do the uh, thesis statement reloaded later on. All right, this is stuck again. That sometimes happens. Let's figure out what's going on. All right, sorry about that. I my um, PowerPoint got stuck. Okay, so after they added their thesis statement, then we would come here to their thesis statement reloaded, and we would say we would do the same thing. We would say, okay, now let's have one sentence that wraps up the whole paper. Let's have one sentence that wraps up uh, all three paragraphs about the three princesses, or both paragraphs about Dumbo and Peter Pan. And we I would help them design that together too where they listed those in their statement and then they tacked that on to the last paragraph. Now the thesis statement and thesis statement reloaded is given, they're both given in the checklist challenge um, in order to uh, give them a way to make sure that they have the thesis of the whole paper and they have something wrapping it up, even in scenarios where they're not learning or writing an opening paragraph, a separate opening paragraph and a separate closing paragraph. All right, I don't know why this keeps sticking. Okay, well, anyway, it doesn't look like it is going to let me um, show you the things at the end. So I don't know why that is, but for whatever reason it is, there it is, okay. Well, anyway, then there are more checklist challenge items. I'm so sorry about that. There are more checklist challenge items. So you will have this right at your fingertips to use with your students. And that will just be, um, you know, you can do many of the things that I just uh, showed you here today to, teach them from this um, characteristic list. And then of course, once you've done that, you can do any, any characteristic list. So you can say, you know, do you wanna write characteristic lists about, um, you know, your, about your favorite animals? You wanna list, you know, what kind of things you like about raccoons? What kind of things you like about bunnies? What kind of things you like about dogs, you know? And so forth, it's just, it's just really endless when you write a characteristic list. So you can write characteristic lists with your students or you can give them characteristic lists that they uh, write information from. Again, just be sure that if you give them characteristic lists that it's from uh, um, about things that they're familiar with, right? Because you're not giving them that much information. You're giving them just um, bullets instead of full uh, paragraph sources. All right, so learn more and get more freebies. Uh, those are uh, Teacher's Notebook All at Once or How I Teach at the Language Arts Lady blog. Here are some free products that you'll find in the 18 freebies that you get when you subscribe to Language Arts Lady blog, how to complete the checklist challenge, uh, write for a month Beauty and the Beast level one, and write for a month Mowgli level two. These are projects that you will, that you will get in your freebies. Um, all of these have videos of me teaching them direct to camera. Um, so you can just sit back and take the week off. <laughs> All right, and here are some more products that are related to this episode. So these are going to be the level ones, the level twos mostly, there are some level three uh, advanced writing boxes, but these are the different types of pre-writing types of things that I shared about before. So writing boxes, paragraph house, meet the characters list, sentence by sentence outlines, question and answer, advanced writing boxes, riddle essay, instructional list, um, uh, Q&A about Christmas decorations, beginning writing box, attribute list about two different types of elephants. Um, again, writing boxes, more writing boxes, uh, animal jungle uh, paragraph house, 
and so forth. So all of these are pre-writing um, types of, uh, they all have these pre-write, strong pre-writing uh, um, things with them, the pre-writing elements with them so that the student knows what she's writing, what he's writing all the time, it makes such a difference. All right, and then here are the meaningful compositions that are related to this. So that would be, these are the one semester faith-based books, also digital now. And those are available at caredrinkstore.com. That's 2122313241, and then Jumpstart Remediation. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, in this How I Teach. I did want to say that uh, I am starting another um, podcast called 10 Minute Grammar. And so I'm going to be teaching uh, on that podcast as well as this How I Teach. So the How I Teach, of course, is the long form. These are 35-minute um, broadcasts, right? And the 10-minute grammar will be just audio, and um, it will be they will be at podcasts as well as at YouTube, as well as at the blog. And they're just going to be just talking all about everything, grammar, writing, um, uh, homophone, spelling, just everything that I love, love, love to teach about. But that will be short form content. So you'll have this opportunity to have these 35 minute ones as well as the 10 minute ones. But for this summer, we will have, we'll just drop one How I Teach every month in May, June, July, um, and possibly even August. And as we get the 10 minute grammar off the ground. So be sure to watch for that. You can follow me on um, Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting it live there as well. And I'll also be doing reels about them too. So, okay, thank you for joining me. and. Um, Hope you have a wonderful end of the school year and that everything uh, goes well for you and your kids as you end your school year.